Welcome to the Conference Collective Podcast, celebrating the best in innovation and leadership from those who are creating positive change in the business events industry. A podcast brought to you by the Professional Conference Organisers Association and hosted by me, Libby Ray, from Connected Event Group. This podcast provides listeners with the behind-the-scenes access to some of our key innovators in our industry as they share their honest and raw insight, highlighting how collaboration and innovation resilience are at the core of our industry. Today, we are joined by Helen Oswald. Helen is the owner and operator of Magnetic Shots, an event photography business which she started back in 2013 with her wife, Megan, after moving home to Sydney from London. Combining her passion for photography and events, she has refined her skills as both a photographer and a business owner over the last 10 years. Helen now travels to capture her clients' amazing events all over Australia, and so is really back in her Hunter Valley home to tend to the veggie garden. She doesn't do it all alone, though. Magnetic Shots now with a team spread across Newcastle to Canberra who are equally passionate about event photography. Helen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Libby. That was lovely to hear. So to start off, it would be really great to understand what drew you to the world of photography to begin with. How did this journey start for you? Sure, yeah. Well, it started in school as a young'un and I could thank my father for my first camera that he put in my hands. But I also basically was loved everything visual arts and in the, the art classroom, but I couldn't draw to save my life. So I had to quickly find an alternative medium and photography was it. So I found myself in the dark room and also doing, you know, the camera work more so than the drawing and I sort of kept it as a side hustle all through my life until it became my main thing. I'd love to understand why you decided to start your own photography business and what did the beginning journey look like for you? Yeah, absolutely. I think I always wanted my own business deep down and I sort of cut my teeth in the restaurant and hotel world and learned a few sort of corporate skills, you might say, um, but wanted to do it my own way as a lot of business owners deep down do want to do. And um, yeah, I, I quit uni and started working in a commercial photography studio in North Sydney at the time and then went and refined my photography skills with a diploma. And, and that sort of was the side hustle for a long time until it was a Back in 2013, like you mentioned at the start, we were moving home from five years living in London and we came across a photography product, I guess you'd call it, service. It was actually at, we were going to a friend's wedding in Israel and they have these photo magnets as part of their gift at the wedding instead of a photo booth. And we walked away from this wedding with our own magnet of ourselves and thought, right, this is an interesting concept. I wonder if anyone's doing this back in Australia. So on the plane home, we hatched a plan and moved back to Australia, did some research and launched the photo magnets in Sydney. And uh, forevermore, that became our kind of niche and way to start a photography business, but with a bit more of a unique product, because there's a lot of, you know, it's quite a saturated market. And so it gave us something unique to bring to the Sydney market. And hence the name Magnetic Shots, I see. It was where your inspiration came from for the name of your business. Absolutely. Yeah. So we've kept the name. It's our, still our signature product. We still do many photo magnet bookings a week, but it sort of was a good choice in name in hindsight because, you know, I, I sort of believe the words magnetic shots can resonate with other types of photography and not just a physical, literal magnet. Yeah, absolutely. And it is a beautiful word that can really bring out so much. And I understand how attached that word can be to creating great digital images as well as the business had evolved for you over the years. How did the launch go? What did that look like for you in Australia when you found this new product? Um, you had the, you hatched the plan. You knew there was a market for it. What did that launch look like for you and how successful was it to start with? 
Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, it was a, it was a slow start, I think, in hindsight. But like a lot of people with a, a passion that they want to see grow, we kept at it, and you know, we pretty much doubled our bookings each year on year, which was a good way to to grow in grow with some longevity as well. Um, we basically went out to venues and said, "Look, this is what we've got to offer. If you've got any clients that you think might be interested," and strangely enough, it was one of our very first venues that we visited in Sydney. Where I was walking out of the sales call, and one of their clients rang me and booked me for their Christmas party, and we. It was often racing. So yeah, it was a great start. Sydney was a great place for us to launch because we did have family and friends and that little bit of extra word of mouth can help you in the early days. And we had some contacts from previous lives in Sydney. Um, and then, it, you know, it grew to different areas and different locations from there. And now Magnetic Shots is a much broader business now. Can you talk me through what your range of services are in 2023? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we really, um, yeah, have expanded. We love to focus now on conferences. We really sort of pushed more into the conference world in 2018, 2019. And then obviously we had a little bit of a breather and, um, we're, we're back full swing there. Um, we have teams in Sydney, Canberra and Newcastle still doing the photo magnets for us. And then my other sort of, um, love of photography is in business branding images. So working with small to medium businesses doing a gallery of images for their website of their team of their services of their property and getting to know business owners in the local area doing that fantastic and, and in relation to conference photography what drew you to this particular area of the market and did made you decide to focus on this specifically yeah, I mean, coming from a background in hotels, I'd ended up, you know, in the event conference side within the hotel world. So seeing it from that side, it was something I always loved being around. Conferences, as we both know, are always changing and always keep you on your toes. And so I think it was the perfect combination of the creative passion for photography and, you know, capturing things visually with the ever-changing effervescent world of events and conferences. So understanding what's going to happen at conferences in advance has meant that slipping into the photography aspect means I still get to be around the fun things, but I'm seeing it from a different side. Fantastic. I can certainly see how passionate you are about this particular area of the industry. I would love to know if you have any tips for how conference organisers can create a more photographic event, but what photographs work well, what doesn't, any insider tips for us? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, definitely work with your photographer would be one of them, I think, because, you know, we do see the plenary through to the exhibition space quite differently. Even things as far as keeping a room with a, a little bit more lighting on the audience, what we call the house lights, you know, that can make a huge difference to how many shots you can get candid of the audience reaction to speakers and presentations. Consider the lighting colours, you know, try and keep the coloured lights for the sidewalls, not over the audience, because that will just make a hue that comes across. Everyone's in a red room, which might seem exciting at the time, but doesn't actually photograph that well. So maybe try and keep the audience lighting a little more neutral and the walls and the, the backstage a little more colourful. And then consider where to put your branding. So we're always trying to encourage our clients to add their own tangible branding to behind the speaker or behind the exhibition or across the floors. There's loads of things you can do, but if we walk into a really neutral room, we can take the best photos we can take but they could essentially be any conference if you don't have your own branding in there so it doesn't have to be printed it could be digitally displayed but if you can bring your branding and your logos visually into as much of the conference rooming and floors that you can then that goes a long way to really lifting the, the value of your photos afterwards as well. Now what kind of questions should PCOs be asking when they are finding a photographer for their event what they should they be looking out for when looking for a supplier? 
Well, I like to think the personality of the photographer should weigh in as much as the skills and the shots. You know, I think your photographer, like your your other suppliers, needs to be an extension of your own brand and your own company. So if, you know, they're going to gel well with you, they're going to gel well with your clients, everyone's going to be happy to have them around. Um, So, you know, check in that they're going to match your company brand. But I would also say try and see a full set of images of what they can produce because it's all too easy for many teams to just display their top hero images on their website or, or on their socials. But if you can get your hands on a full gallery and find out, you know, what range will they supply you, not just of the keynotes, how do they go in all the different lighting situations in the with the different candidates, with the pose groups, with the evenings, with the daytimes, get a breadth of images that you can check their technical work to match. So I would love to know from your perspective, what is the strangest thing that you've ever photographed at a conference? Yeah, sure. So we've had some strange moments on stage, definitely. We've watched a hypnotist at work with some of the crowd, and that was definitely entertaining and a bit odd at the same time. I didn't quite know where he was going to go with some of that. Uh, And more recently, we've worked with a medical group, and they had a hands-on workshop where they were practicing actual skills, and that included learning sutures on pigs trotters. So a bit of a wild ride photographic scene. So there's never a dull day. Now, I'd love to switch gears a little bit and ask you, what would you like to see from your perspectives change in the conferencing industry? Yeah, good question. It is something we, you know, are around all the time, like yourself. I would love to see more of a push on sustainability and less waste. It still breaks my heart when I see exhibitions getting set up and then 48 hours packed down with such a huge amount of waste. So I think there's a long way that Australian exhibitions could go with how to display and brand their stands and um, still be very engaging visually to the delegates. And I'd love to see more conferences go outside the box with the format, with the locations. You know, I've seen some really memorable events happen in non-traditional spaces. So getting out of that classroom environment or getting out of that theatre or hotel space, taking it outside, making it hands-on, more interactive. I think there's loads we could do with the creativity of the presentations and the learning. So Helen, what do you see is in our future when it comes to event photography? What are the trends we're going to be looking to follow? Yeah, I think um, the speed of images getting released and reviewed by people attending the conference, even during the conference, is definitely a trend that we are getting requests for and facilitating more and more. And I think there's an element of, you know, more automations that goes along with that whilst we still keep the personality. And I'd like to see a bigger engagement with the photography, with the photographs from both the delegates and, you know, sponsors and organisers. And what about the very hot topic right now that we are all talking about out in the business world? That is AI. What are your thoughts around AI in relation to photography? Tricky one. Um, yeah, there's definitely some AI options for, you know, culling and editing with photos. As you can imagine, we come back with thousands from an event shoot. So we have integrated a portion of that into our culling. It still needs tweaking. I don't think it's quite, um, you know, you can't set and forget just yet. But, you know, there's some specifics within photography where I can see that coming into play being useful. But I'm still a little reluctant to lean in too heavily to AI-created imagery completely because I think that the custom image that comes out of that moment and that speaker and that conference still needs to be retained and can't be completely generated post-event. Really good point. I feel that the emotion that a photographer can capture would be really difficult to replicate in the context of what's being said. Absolutely, yeah. The emotion is probably the biggest thing that will be missing. 
Now, obviously, event photography can be an expensive thing to do or to integrate into particularly even smaller conferences. But what advice would you have to PCOs and clients who are reluctant to see the value in photography? What are some of the ways that a conference photographer can increase the ROI? Definitely. Um, I mean, the biggest tip I have is that once the event is over with the hours and hours and hours of preparation all delivered, your photos are essentially what you're going to have to show for all your efforts. So it breaks my heart when events aren't captured because I think for the PCO and the client, you know, how do they get to relive the moment and how do they get to, you know, continue that conversation with the people that attended and continue that engagement. And then there's some really specific points, you know, we like to deliver a, a range of images that will make promoting next year's event even easier. So if you you're working with this client year on year it means that the content for your website and your promotions should be halfway there once you've got the photos back to help you sell those tickets again the following year and the range that you can use the photos in is you know the sky's the limit so you can of course use them on a website for the just the event or for the association or client's website use them in a sponsorship prospectus or the future marketing and don't forget that people love to see themselves so they they attend the event that there's a lot going on and then they want to relive that moment and they're essentially looking at the gallery to see themselves. So anywhere that you can deliver that satisfaction, um, you know, it helps them validate that they attended the event, what they learned and, and brings up all those good feelings of networking and collaborating all back again. So, you know, use, uh, use those images in Facebook banners, in slides during the opening of the plenary, use them as part of the networking display. So there's lots of ways that you can repurpose those images and get a lot of value from them. Some really good insight and certainly some value that people don't necessarily make the most of. Is there any other ways that photography companies such as yours can support the conference as a whole in other ways other than just photographing the stage, the audience and some of the attendees? Yeah, so some other sort of, I guess, photography products that we're integrating into conferences is a bit of, there's a bit of a range, but includes headshots on site. So from internal conferences through to associations, it's becoming more and more popular to set up a bit of a mini studio. You can offer your attendees to update their headshot for their profile. And if it's an internal event, the whole company can then walk away with unified profile headshots that will, you know, raise the bar on their LinkedIn and on their website, which can all be done because they're getting everyone together for this conference. Let's get everyone together and photograph. A big group shot as well can be really valuable in showing the breadth and the diversity of who attended or who was in the company at the time. And then, of course, our photo magnets. It would be an injustice to not mention that is another photography service or product that can be integrated mostly into a networking or social event and gives people something to take home that's branded. Um, And again, good memories and uh, hopefully a good encouragement for them to return to the following year's conference. Fantastic. Some great options to add to the value of a conference for the attendees as well. Would love to ask you what advice you would give someone that was looking to start out in your industry into the photography world and specifically if they were considering moving into the conference or events market in photography. I think learn conferences and events first. There's some things that happen at conferences that are quite specific and, you know, a bit of jargon that goes around the industry. I think it helps if you're coming onto the floor to capture something. You've only got one opportunity to get it right, essentially, per conference. So learn what's going to happen first. And then I'm a firm believer of all photographers to shadow someone else or second shoot, as we call it, and then get on the floor. So the client is not wholly relying on your images that first time. And you can learn from someone who will kind of talk you through it. And that's sort of how we work with our new team as well. We bring them on 
on site to show them the ropes and point out, you know, get ready for the audience. They're about to clap. Have you got a wide shot of this speaker before they exit to that side? You know, they wear their hair on that side, so make sure you're on the other side to see their face. Loads of tips which you can learn on the ground and it's a bit hard to learn from just reading a book. That's really great advice. And I imagine with magnetic shots specifically, there's lots, you have a number of different team members. What sort of photographers do you look out for to join your team? And what does the process look like to make sure that they're in alignment with your values and the incredible service that you provide? Yeah, yeah. Good question. Well, I have to practice what I preach. Definitely personality. You know, I'm not going to take someone uh, interstate for a three-day conference. It's not the right fit personality-wise for our brand. So we look for people that will get along with our clients, ask the right questions, but not ask too many questions insofar as, you know, fit in there. They've got to have a fair bit of stamina. As we both know, events are not for the faint-hearted. So they've got to, you know, be ready to be on their feet for long days. And then willingness to to learn um, and and adapt. You know, hopefully they have some technical skills, but adapt to the our style of how we like to capture, edit, present the photos. Because every photography company and brand has a slight tweak on their visual look. Fantastic. It's great that you're able to enhance the value of magnetic shots through the team members that you bring on board and make sure that you're able to offer a consistent service across the board. Obviously, a testament to the incredible work that magnetic shots does. And I'd love to know anything on the horizon. What does the future look like for your company? And what are you looking to achieve in the next few years? Yeah, sure. So, well, we've just turned 10. We did just celebrate that with a bit of a business birthday party, which was amazing to look back and did make us look forward. And we're definitely looking at growing the team and definitely being able to service more conferences. As we know, it's, you know, you can only do one conference on one day and they are very date specific. So looking at expanding the team that are keen to do the multi-day conferences with us in all different states and then continue to build relationships with our existing clients and follow them to the glorious parts of Australia that they so kind take us. Fantastic. And Helen, thank you so much for your time today and giving us your insights into photography and how it can really make or break the opportunities that both to promote and elongate the value of a conference. Before we finish up, I'd love to get to know you just a little bit better through our Fast Five questions. I'd love to know what is the most memorable event you have ever attended? I love an outdoor event and we did a very special shoot at Darwin Mindel Markets with a corporate client who put the markets on especially for their conference and got all the vendors back in and it was just a beautiful evening. It was outside, it was hot and, uh, you know, it was just an amazing contrast to the rest of the conference. So I'd say up in Darwin was pretty special. And what's your favourite city in the world? Well, I do have a few favourites, but I reckon Berlin is always top of the list. It's got that great mix of grit, creativity, and still, you know, an an interesting history, of course, and, and a very dynamic future. So there's something that draws me back to Berlin multiple times. Your favourite book or movie of all time? I love an audio book because I can photo edit and listen to an audio book at the same time, truth be told. And uh, a recent one I really enjoyed was The Dictionary of Lost Words by Pip Williams. It's fictional, but it's very much based on true history of writing the Oxford Dictionary. It's got a really nice slant towards feminism and the suffragettes at the time. And yeah, it was just a well-written, interesting book. Wonderful. And what or who is your greatest inspiration? I'd have to say travel in the what category there. Uh, I think it's the best way to learn. My parents brought me up traveling overseas when we could. And I think I've definitely broadened my whole philosophy in life from visiting different countries. So travel whenever I can. 
And now are we more likely to see you climbing a mountain or jumping out of a plane? (laughs) I love nature, but definitely jumping out of a plane. I am not a hiker and I love adrenaline. (laughs) Now, Helen, anyone that wants to get in contact with you or the team at Magnetic Shots, how can they find you online? Absolutely. So the um, handle Magnetic Shots is across the board from LinkedIn to Instagram and Facebook, or please visit our website, magneticshots.com. And I have prepared a little exclusive offer for anyone from this podcast. So if you reach out, I'm going to be sharing 10 tips for making the most of your conference photographer. And I'd be more than happy to share that PDF with anyone who contacts me through those avenues. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Ellen. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Conference Collective, brought to you by the PCOA and Connected Event Group.